We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, welcome to the Ritter Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's August 25th. It is 2023. 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by Keith Eister. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Uh, just sweating these Thursday night games a little bit here as we're recording. Um, I basically faded the uh, White Sox game with the A's. Just two bad offenses. Some great weather there, obviously. It was looking good for about three innings, but it's starting to go nuts now. So I think we're up to seven home runs in that game. Guys like Elvis Andrews and Andrew Benintendi have home runs. So struggling a little bit uh, on the Thursday night slate. Let's get into this big Friday slate and hopefully win some money back. Yeah, I was high on Oakland yesterday on the podcast. I didn't think they were going to be chalky, though. But, I mean, you never know on those like small – I think it was like, what, five games yesterday or something like that? So. Yep. You never, you never know on those like five game slates whether or not, like especially the night before. Um, we got the Pablo Lopez fade right too. Um, he had a, a rough game, but it happens. Um, Andrew Heaney did not have a good game, so I'm not even worried about my teams tonight. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean it's an interesting twelve gamer that we have here. What's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday night. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. Turn on those notifications. That way you'll know exactly when we go live. Most nights, it's around 10 o'clock, except for tonight when I'm like, hey, Keith, I'm running late because I'm watching a show. And Keith's like, hey, man, you're good. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> me and my wife get like suckered into shows. And they always seem to end like right around when I'm supposed to be in here setting up the podcast. And um, it happens sometimes, so. But you can't like you can't like turn off uh, like a series or a season finale with like three minutes and like not see what happens either. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> and that doesn't sit well with the wife either, probably. Oh, I mean, she doesn't care. she's ready for bed. <laughs> so I we we have a running joke, and it's like, hey, I'll see you when you get done with the podcast and get your stuff up um, around one when the baby wakes up to eat. So, <laughs> so yeah. 
All right, let's get into it. Let's have some fun here. Like I said, it's a 12-gamer, and uh, we get started here with Colorado at Baltimore. No total in this game. Um, it sounds like Cole Irvin is going to be Baltimore is Baltimore starter here. Um, Freeland pitching for Colorado. Uh, any interest here in Kyle Freeland? No interest in Freeland. Um, very low strikeout rate, down under 15% on the season. Baltimore, pretty solid offense, so I'll be passing on Freeland. Yep, no interest for me in Freeland either. Um, I mean, yeah, it's not a guy that I, I don't want to play him most of the time, and I don't know if I want to play him in a matchup against Baltimore. Uh, other side of this game, Cole Irvin. Keith, I, I'd be I'd be crazy to say that I'm not a little bit, like the, the price doesn't pique my interest. Um, 5K, 10 pitch increase from his you know, 12th start to the 19th start as far as dates, August 20th, 12th and 19th. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm somewhat interested here. If he gets another 10 pitches at 5k against the the Rockies lineup, like this is still one of the worst teams in baseball. I mean, they're dead last in WRC plus against left-hand pitching. They play half their games in course. Um, I, I know Cole Irvin's not like this guy that is going to light the world on fire, but man, like, what do we need at this price? Like 5k, like what makes us happy here with Cole Irvin's 5k price tag? Yeah. I mean, 15 points, I think you're thrilled with at at 5k and that's very much in play here. Uh, Like you said, the Rockies are terrible. They strike out a ton, even more on the road. Irvin has not been terrible in the strikeout department either. He's 20.5% on the season. The Rockies strike out a ton. Like I don't think, six innings and like if we can get 85 pitches he's absolutely in play just fantastic matchup here um massive ballpark downgrade obviously baltimore's been playing really tough for right-handed power for ever since they moved the fences back i think this is a great spot for cole Irvin. even if we only get 75 to 80 pitches i still think he's in play just because he's he's 5k like you said how we're happy with 14 15 dk points here Oh, here we go. Here we go. I mean, (laughs) like who, here's the thing, right? Like you look at the Colorado lineup and a couple of the bats that are like average to above average are left-handed. And I mean, Cole Irvin, 27 ISO, 322 Woba, 70% ground balls on the season against lefties. So like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too concerned here. Uh, Let's talk Colorado bats. I think if you're playing anybody, Brendan Rogers at 3,100 seems like a really fair price tag. Uh, we know throughout his career, he has been better against left-handed pitching. Outside of that, this lineup stinks. I, I mean, that's one of the reasons that we have interest in Cole Irvin today of all people, Cole Irvin. Yeah. There's not much to like here in this, this Rockies lineup. I agree. Rogers is probably the top option. Um, McMahon and Jones are arguably their best hitters, but they hit from the left side. Like you said, Elias Diaz has had a decent season. He was doing a lot better, it seemed, when the Rockies didn't know they were just awful. Um, so not a ton of interest there. He's down to 3,900. He's really struggled in the second half, though. I'm definitely not stacking here. If you want to try to find a cheap home run with Rodgers or maybe somebody like Montero, I'm fine with that, but no stacks for me. Yeah, I just I can't do it. I just can't do it. I mean, Baltimore, I have a ton of interest in Baltimore today. Um, Freeland is not going to blow the ball by anybody. And I mean, when you look at like Mount Castle, um, 
He has an 18% K rate. He has a lot of power against left-handed pitching this season. Rutschman has a lot of power against left-handed pitching this season. These guys put the bat on the ball. Hope that Austin Hayes draws a, a, a decent lineup spot today. Um, if they even leave in some of these lefties, I think like Henderson, if O'Hearn plays, Mullins, like I think Baltimore is a really interesting team today. They obviously don't have like the best ballpark in the world, but this is a good matchup um, against Freeland. Yeah, I love this spot for Baltimore. One of my favorite stacks on the entire slate. Mount Castle in a fantastic spot has just crushed lefties his whole career. Same can be said for Anthony Santander. He's 4K. Love that. Austin Hayes is a great call at 3,800. Um, Jordan Westberg, guy that has second base eligibility, always a position we're looking for for decent bats at all. Uh, he's 3,500. Um, Freeland's not going to strike anybody out. So like you said, there's going to be a lot of contact here. I think Baltimore puts up quite a few runs today. All right. St. Louis at Philadelphia. We got Miles Mikolas going up against Sanchez in this one. Nine and a half total. The Phillies are a 132 favorite here. Oh, how the times have turned. Tony Kemp just hit a home run. Like everybody from over. <laughs> yeah. Elvis uh, Andrews and Tony Kemp have homered in the same major league game in the year 2023. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, let's uh let's talk Miles Mikolas here. I mean, I just I see zero ceiling on a twelve game slate to play in Miles Mikolas today. Yeah, not a great matchup against Philly. There are some strikeouts in the Philly lineup, but Mikolas is not a guy who goes out there and seeks out strikeouts. St. Louis has given up on the season at this point. They sold at the trade deadline. I I just I can't do it. I, yeah, I don't think I could do it either. Um, any interest in Sanchez on the other side here? Kind of similar. Just like, what's the ceiling? He's had a, an outstanding year. Um, right around league average with the strikeout rate, 22.7%. 7,700, just a little bit too much for this matchup. St. Louis, while they've struggled all season long, it's been mostly because of their pitching. Their offense is still pretty good, so. I think I'm passing on Sanchez. Not a guy who's going to go deep into the game either, which which really limits his upside on a massive slate. Yeah, I'm just concerned. Like, you know, he's allowed 11 home runs this season. Ten of them have been against righties. Um, and, like, his home road splits, he's been really good on the road, and he's really struggled um, at home. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. But really, I mean, it's just more of a platoon thing. Like, XFIP sitting around 2.8 against lefties. 3.6 strikeout rate drops 7% home run per nine goes up almost a whole home run. Like it's 0.68 against lefties point or 1.76 against righties. So, I mean, the platoon is the worry for me on Sanchez here. Um, I think this is a bats type of game instead of targeting um, these pitchers. So St. Louis, I mean, they have been the team that has been, one of the most tilting teams all season. You look at this lineup and you're like, this this reminds me so much of like the White Sox last year. You look at the lineup and you're like, man, this team should smash in this spot. And they go out and they hit, they score one run. Um, so <laughs> it's so frustrating. But I mean, when we look at Christopher Sanchez, like the splits are there for like O'Neill, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Contreras, Walker. Like it, it's there. Like I think this is a spot you. I don't know if you want to fully stack St. Louis because of how tilting they've been, but I mean, you, I think you have to chase some of these right-handed home runs in this spot. Yeah. I mean, Gold, Goldie and Arenado, of course you can always play, especially against lefties. 
I, I love the Tyler O'Neill price, 3,500. Like he just, they refused to raise his price, but um, he has absolutely smashed lefties this year in his career. Like just a, a fantastic play. Been a rough season for him, but he's still solid against lefties. I keep chasing Jordan Walker, waiting for it to happen for him. A little too much ground ball in, in his profile for this matchup against Sanchez, I think. But I agree. I think I think you just pick out your three favorites or you hunt, hunt home runs here. Um, Sanchez is a, a solid pitcher, but, the man, St. Louis lines up so well. It's just so tempting to want to full stack these guys. Philadelphia side, I mean, Miles Mikolas is hittable too. Um, I mean, Schwarber, Harper, Castellano, Stott, Turner, like – this is an offense that has, you know, kind of been hot. So what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Philadelphia side? Yeah, I'm interested for sure. Mike Liss is still a pitcher with some some skills. Uh, he has great control. He, he generally keeps the ball on the ground. And Philly's pretty expensive here. Um, but it's a great ballpark in Philly there for, for offense. So I'm still interested. They're a little bit overpriced in my opinion. Um, guys like Schwarber and Harper obviously are fantastic. I think you need to try to find some value outside of that. So if you want to go down to like Stott and Marsh to, to round out the stack, totally fine with that. Maybe skip a guy like Real Muto or, or Turner in your stack. Um, again, I don't know if it's a full stack because of how expensive their their elite bats are, um, but I definitely don't mind three of these guys or something like that. Yeah, and just, I mean, it's night before, but the weather looks like it's going to be good hitting conditions here. So um Pay attention to that. See what Roth has to say. See what like Weather Edge has to say. But the weather, the, the hitting conditions night before what I'm looking at looks really solid. So I uh, love the Brandon Marsh call, by the way. 3.2K on DraftKings. And um, I'm always someone that typically leaves Real Muto out of my stacks. Like he'll have those games where he, you know, hits home run and scores 20 plus. But like there's just so many cheap catchers typically that help you get in, you know, one more big bat. That I mean, I typically leave Real Muto. I I start with Harper and Schwarber, and probably Stout in this one. Um, and then I love the Marsh call, and then I'll kind of figure out if I want to just leave it as a four four type of stack, or if I want to try to find that fifth piece. Uh, Chicago Cubs, your Cubbies at the Pittsburgh Pirates nine total. Cubs a one twenty favorite. We got Hendricks and Keller facing off against each other. Any interest in Kyle Hendricks here? Cubs on a roll, man. They're coming for that division title. Um, I think they're three games behind Milwaukee at this point. So with, within shouting distance, for sure, they've, they've been on a nice run. Schedule has been super friendly here recently. So hopefully they can keep it up and, and close in on that division title. Hendricks has been really good in real life, but he's not a guy I like the roster in DFS. Just no strikeout upside here. Pittsburgh, a bad offense, and they've added a lot of strikeouts with some of the young kids that they've called up. Um, uh, 7,200, probably a little pricey for, for Hendricks and his 15 and a half percent K rate. Yeah. I don't love it. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't mind the matchup, but I, I mean, the one thing that worries me, worries me slightly here is like this team does get very left-handed. Um, and you know, Kyle Hendricks being a righty, that's definitely going to platoon worse for him. Strikeouts. I mean, kind of the same, but still not like anything great. It's just a low strikeout pitcher that's going to try to generate soft contact and ground balls. Uh, other side of this game, any interest in Keller against the Cubbies here? Man, 
Keller's had an interesting season. He was awesome to begin the year, and then he went through a really rough stretch there for about a month. And then he's kind of back to, to dominating again. He had 12 strikeouts his last time out against Minnesota. Minnesota, obviously, a very high strikeout off on, offense, but he was good against Cincinnati the time before that. A lot of strikeouts in that Cincinnati lineup now, too. Um, so I think there's potential here for Keller at 8,800. The Cubs have plenty of strikeouts in their in their lineup, but this is a pretty legit offense now. Um, just the addition of Candelario has lengthened the, the lineup. Bellinger has been absolutely incredible. I think you can play him in large field. Um, like I, I'm thinking he's going to be pretty low owned here. You can take some shots. It's a, it's a high risk spot. Uh, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see him throw up 25 DraftKings points in this spot. Yeah. I mean, ceiling wise, don't hate it. I, I will say like the Cubs strikeout rate has continued to drop. Um, you know, Bellinger is not a huge strikeout guy. Nico Horner being back um, in this lineup. He's not a huge strikeout guy. Um, some of the bottom half of this lineup, like Touchman and like, there's just not, I don't feel like there's as much strikeout upside in this lineup now that like, it's a pretty healthy lineup. Um, and I mean, like they're very game, patient too. Like yeah. they, they see a ton of pitches. I think they still lead the majors in pitches per plate appearance. Yeah. And like, uh, you, you kind of alluded to it, but like, this is a team that has quietly moved into like the top 10 in WRC plus like. The Cubs have slowly gotten better um, throughout the throughout the season. So I kind of want to say like, hey, Keller did well against Cincinnati. He struck out a lot against Minnesota, which I mean, that team is a very heavy strikeout team. If Keller is getting some ownership today, he might be like one of the guys that I take a stand on um, and just say, hey, like I, I don't necessarily have to play Mitch Keller today in this spot. I like the price. I do, but I think that the days of like saying, hey, oh, this Cubs line, if they strike out a lot and it's just, it's not the same. I mean, if we look at the last 30 days, there's only two hitters in this lineup with a strikeout rate over 20% against right handed pitching. So they have, as a team, they're at 17.5% strikeouts and a 228 ISO with a 385 Woba against right handed pitching. So if we're looking at just like last 30 days stats, this has been a top three top five for sure offense so um that's all i'm getting at is like this is a this is a changed offense so six there's six over the last um 30 days in offense there you go uh cubby's bats i mean i definitely respect keller and the ballpark i, I this might just be one of those spots where i don't play keller and at the prices on the cubs i'd leave them on the yeah. on the shelf today as well I think you nailed it there with the pricing. Like, I want to play Bellinger in this spot, but I don't know if I want to pay 6100 for Bellinger in BNC Park. Um, it does play friendlier for, for lefty power, and Keller has struggled more with lefty power. So, I that I mean, that's what I'm chasing here. But the, the pricing on the Cubs is pretty pretty elevated. Uh, Bellinger over 6 k Like, I'm not paying 5800 for Nico Horner. Swanson at 52 Like, they're overpriced. Um, I don't mind Ian Happ at 4400 he struggled a little bit here, but um, he's a cheaper lefty bat. I think you could look for a home run there. Probably not a stack for me. Like you said, I, I respect Keller as well. I think he's at least an average pitcher at this point. I know he's been inconsistent, and he's he can get blown up at times, but Cubs are just overpriced to want to stack him in this ballpark, I think. Pittsburgh bats. Hendricks is a soft contact ground ball guy. Um, I mean, yeah, there's some left-handed power in this lineup. There's some cheap left-handed power in this lineup. 
I mean, this is just one of those games I feel like 4-2, 4-2 type of game. No one really goes bonkers. Maybe we see a home run or two, but overall, I just I don't see a ton of upside in this game as a whole. Yeah, I mean, the one guy who you would normally target in this matchup, Jack Sawinski, has absolutely been awful here lately, striking out a ton. Like, it's been a rough go for him, but he's a guy with huge power. I wouldn't wouldn't hate him. Reynolds is priced up, another guy that, that you would want to target. Um, and then it falls off pretty quick. Um, Palacios homered on Thursday night, so maybe, maybe that's the cheap home run that you're looking for. Um, looking for his price right now. 2500 on Palacios, so I don't I don't hate that. Rivas at 2300 another cheap lefty. Um, but definitely not a stack for me. I'd, I'd be hunting home runs here. All right. Moving on. Chat's having some fun. We're talking some NASCAR in chat over there on YouTube. I like Austin Sendrick to win Saturday. Kind of sneaky. Um, I have a ton of bets up, by the way. I if anyone, yeah, I have a ton of stuff up for Daytona this weekend. Like, I don't think there was a bet under like plus 170. So, um, Eat, eat your hearts out if you're on scores and odds or you're a or if you're a rotor grinders member so um yeah really cindric i have no new winner i think there's going to be a new winner and you have to like think the process of penske has blaney and logano in the playoffs already they're going to help cindric as much as they can so i mean the same with bubba getting help from denny ty gibbs getting help from truex and bell the Hendricks guys getting help from Byron and Bowman or Byron and um, Larson. Like just think of the team aspect. Um, Daytona is a very team oriented pushing track. And um, I mean, try to play that edge with your bets this week. That's all I'm going to say. Cleveland at Toronto, the guardians and the blue Jays, no total in this one. Bybee against Bassett's um, any interest in Bybee here at 8,300. I do have some interest. I, I like the price. Toronto has really struggled as an offense here recently. Um, Bybee's just a, a solid pitcher, and we've seen him up near 9K at times this season. Like You don't think of Toronto as a spot that we want to attack, but they, they have underperformed this year as an offense. So 23.5% strikeout rate from, from Bybee. He's really solid with the control. I, he's in play for, at 8,300 for me. Yeah, I think Bybee's in play. Um I mean, this is a very we, we I mean we talk about it, I feel like every time they're on the slate, but it's such a such a right-handed heavy lineup. Um, so when you have righty right-handed pitchers that have good stuff, I mean this guy, like he's a prospect because of his slider. And righty righty sliders is one of the toughest pitches in baseball to hit. Um, so I mean, yeah, his Woba's a little bit higher. He gives up more home runs, but I mean, you start looking at the strikeout numbers and you're like, all right, this guy has some upside against righty. So um, I, I think he gives up maybe a home run or two in this one, but I also think that like he goes out and he strikes out six plus. Um, and I, and that's kind of what you're hoping for. You're hoping that I'm wrong about the home runs and right about the strikeouts at 8,300. So yeah, I think he's, I think he's an interesting option today. Kind of like Bassett on the other side of this game, too. I mean, you know, because you do podcasts with me all the time, but I think the Guardians offense is awful. Um, you know, there's there's some talent here, sure. But, I mean, who outside of Ramirez, and even Ramirez's power numbers are way down, who outside of Ramirez are you technically worried about in this lineup? And, like, now that there's some other guys in this lineup, there's more strikeouts in this lineup as well. Like, at 8K, 
I could see Bassett having six or seven um, really strong innings here. Yeah, I, I have quite a bit, bit of interest in Bassett as well. I will say the one thing that worries me is the amount of lefties. They're, they're not necessarily quality lefties, but Bassett yeah. has had some of the widest splits in baseball this year. Um, looks like they, they might throw out potentially six lefties against him. That, that's not ideal for his strikeout upside. But we're talking about lefties like Cole Calhoun, Will Brennan, Bo Naylor, like Andres Jimenez. Obviously, you have to get around Jose Ramirez. He's probably one of the best top bats on the slate. But after that, it falls off super quickly. Um, but 8K for Bassett, like we know he's going to go deep into the game. He's a guy who can go over 100 pitches. He should be good for six six innings strong here. Um, I, I'm interested at 8K. Like feels like he's just a little bit underpriced for, for this spot. Uh, it's the price more than anything else. Um, yeah, price more than anything else. So, all right, let's, uh, let's go bats. Anything from Cleveland? I mean, Jose Ramirez, you have to have interest in that. Uh, Bassett's been getting destroyed by left-handed pitching, but like outside of that, there's no way I'm stacking this team. Um, I'm not excited to play Cole Calhoun in 2023. Um, who else is is even worth targeting? Naylor's a cheap catcher, I guess, at 2,800. Hasn't been a, a great run for him in his first try at the big leagues, but not a stack for me. Ramirez is a fantastic one-off. Um, that's about it for me. Um, Yeah, I mean, on the Toronto side, I want to maybe chase a home run or two. Um, I think that's how you're attacking this Toronto team. Like, you're, you're just searching for home runs in this spot. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of power here. They've, they've struggled overall. Um, Vlad has been in, in a decent funk. But you can still always play him. Bichette is fine. Um, the prices are starting to fall a little bit, which is nice. Belt at 3600 I think, is in play. Varsho at 3300 are like the two cheapies I would target for a home run here. Um, not a stack for me, though. I, I respect Bybee. Dodgers and Red Sox. Bring it on, Dodgers. Um, one of the, one of the guys that, um, I have a, a ton of respect for that works for NASCAR that I've become friends with over the years. He's a huge Dodgers fan. Um, and he typically sits next to me in the media center. So we'll have some fun this weekend, uh, with the Dodgers and Red Sox series. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to have some fun with that for sure. But Lance Lynn going up against Crawford. Um, this does not look good for me. <laughs> the first yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> um, no total in this game because like Cutter Crawford's still not officially announced, but everything points to him starting here. Uh, any interest in Lance Lynn at 9,400 against the Sox? He's in play. It's like the, the Red Sox are such a tough matchup because they make so much contact and Lance Lynn struggles with lefties and the Red Sox can get very left-handed. So definitely an ownership thing for me. Um, like I'm intrigued by the price is the, is the thing. Um, but I, I don't necessarily love the matchup. The Red Sox line up very well against Lance Lynn as left-handed as they can get. So if he gets any ownership at all, I'm, I'm probably going to be underweight on him. If he's low-owned, I'm going to chase some strikeout upside here. I know the, the Red Sox make a lot of contact, uh, but Lynn can win in any matchup. So if, if the field's fading in because of the matchup, maybe I take some shots, but it, it's nothing outside of an ownership play. Yeah, so... 
for me on Lance Lynn, I love targeting him against like right-handed heavy offenses because his strikeout rate is 30% compared to 20%. So when he gets a left-handed heavy team, um, those are the types of teams that I really worry for Lance Lynn. I will say since joining the Dodgers, um, his ISO is like 200 points lower um, to left-handed hitters. Is this something to pay attention to? Sure. I mean, what is going on? What's different? I haven't had a chance to dig in and see if anything's different or if it's just he faced the Rockies and the Padres and the Oakland Athletics and Milwaukee and like just didn't get hit up, hit really hard in those games. So um, I'm definitely going to look and see if there's anything different that he's doing pitch mix wise or anything like that. But um, it's worth noting um, that his his time with the Dodgers has been a lot different against left-handed hitters. Um, but just saying, yeah, I, I like the call on the ownership thing. You know, I, I definitely don't want to play a chalky Lance Lynn. Um, it just doesn't even sound fun. So <laughs> never fun. Cutter Crawford, the other side of this game, if it is Cutter Crawford, honestly, like probably not playing much of anybody here, um, pitching for the Red Sox against Dodgers lineup in Fenway. Um, the Dodgers, one of my favorite stacks on the slate. Yeah, uh, I think you nailed it there. I I don't think you can play Crawford against the, the Dodgers or anybody the Red Sox decide to roll out. So he's not using a cutter anymore. Since joining the Dodgers, he is not using a cutter anymore. And he was throwing a cutter That's 25% like the, of the time when he was with the White Sox. That's like the opposite decision of what people usually make when they're trying to limit damage to lefties. Like the cutter is usually like a lefty power neutralizer. But obviously his cutter was was not very good. He's throwing a lot more curveballs and fastballs. Something to note. I mean, so with the White Sox on this season, he threw over 10% curveballs three times in his last, I don't know, 15 starts. Since joining the Dodgers in four starts, he's thrown at least 13% curveballs in every start. So... Lance Lynn has definitely changed up his pits pitch mix here. Um, I mean, not using the changeup, not using the cutter, relying on curveball slider fastball is what it looks like. A lot of fastballs, like 72, 62, 55, 61. Like that's a lot more fastballs than like his, his season numbers for fastballs. So, I mean, something to kind of note when looking at Lance Lynn, um, different catcher and different pitching coach. And, um, he's definitely a different pitcher right now. So, uh, Dodgers bats. Let's talk about these Dodgers. Um, I mean, Crawford's hittable and this game is in Fenway. Um, it's hard not to have interest here in the Dodgers bats. Yeah. Huge, huge ballpark upgrade. We've, I think there's a couple of pit, uh, cheap pitching options on this slate that you can make the full Dodger stack work. Um, just you have to have off, uh, interest in, a, in an offense this powerful in, in this type of park. So very interested in the Dodgers, obviously get up to, to Mookie and Freeman and Will Smith if you can. Um, but the other thing I like about the Dodgers is they have these value pieces at the bottom that makes fitting the stack in a lot easier. Guys like Josh Outman at 3,500 Peralta, if he cracks the lineup is 3k Hayward is 2,800. Like at least two of those three are probably going to be in this lineup. I mean, it's it's just a fantastic park for a great offense. So definitely tons of interest in the Dodgers. Uh, Boston side, I mean, they're obviously coming off of a really stellar uh, game. 
against Houston. Uh, 24 hits, 17 runs. Um, sorry, JP France, it wasn't your day, man. Um, yeah, I mean, Red Sox bats. It's interesting that he's not using the cutter. Like you said, like the cutter is going to generate more ground balls. And it's interesting to me that he's not using the cutter. I mean, is there more upside in the Red Sox lineup because he's not using the cutter? Um, so I don't know. It's tough to say. But I mean, overall, um, Lance Lynn is not typically a guy I want to pick on. But I mean, I could chase our home run or two here. Yeah, that, I mean, that's how I generally like to pick on him is look for a lefty to, who can hit a home run. Um, Devers certainly fits that mold. Tristan Casas, 4,400, has really come on strong of late. Even guys like Verdugo and Yoshida. Um, I don't think I stack here against Lynn. Just, like, he's definitely an above-average pitcher. Even when he was struggling and his ERA was over six earlier in the season, his peripheral stuff looked good, like the underlying numbers. You could tell he was he was due for a rebound. So super solid pickup by the Dodgers. Just such a smart organization. They always do that type of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I have respect for Lynn. I don't, even with the ballpark, I don't know if I'm stacking Boston, but certainly you can chase some home runs here. Got a question in YouTube chat. Has Mookie Betts played at Fenway since the trade? I'm going to look it up really quick. Um, I don't remember. I know that... This is the first series the Dodgers have been in Fenway this season, and I know they didn't come to Fenway last season. So um, if you want to look it up with me, start in 2021, because I know the last two years they haven't played in Fenway. Oakland at Chicago. Hey, this game was awesome on Thursday <laughs> night. Keith said he stacked it every which way, um, and he has been <laughs> eight and a half total. The White Sox, a 210 favorites. We have an opener of Neil with Sean Newcomb back in our lives as the long reliever here. Um, at one time, Sean Newcomb was a huge prospect in the Braves organization and just never, never really lived up to the expectation. I think is the best way to put it. He put together some good games, but never lived up to the full expectation. Um, let's start here with Newcomb as a long reliever. He's 4k. Any interest here in Sean Newcomb? in this like long relief role um i was looking at like his minor league stuff and it looks like i mean he just now moved from like a bullpen role with the giants to like oakland like starting like he was throwing in triple a with san francisco as a long reliever and then it looks like he's gonna yeah i don't know what to expect let's just say that i i'm looking at the the game logs and stuff i don't know what to expect pitch count wise I know one thing that we can expect, and that's a lot of walks. That's that's why Sean Newcomb has never been able to get it together is because he just has not been able to get the walk rate under control. 15% in AAA with, with San Francisco, that's not going to play. So zero interest in Sean Newcomb for me. Zach Neal is the guy we have listed as the opener right now. He actually threw three innings at three and a third his last time out. He was not good. He got beat up by Baltimore and gave up five runs. Um, but I'm like, I'm concerned that this might even be like a a three inning, two or three inning type of thing. Like, I don't think Newcomb's going four or five innings in this spot. It's probably more like two or three. Um, like they're both 4K, so you have to look at it. It's the White Sox who I I faded on Thursday night. I did not stack them every which way because <laughs> they're terrible. Um, <laughs> But they got there because of the, the hitting weather. So that's definitely something we got to keep an eye on here. It's a great park for home runs, and it's an even better park for home runs when it's hot out. And it it was over 90 degrees 
on Thursday night, and boy, was the ball flying. So if we see that type of weather again here, I definitely don't have an interest in these pitchers. Night before has it at 72 degrees at first pitch, so um, just kind of pay attention to that. Uh, Mookie Betts, back to the question in YouTube chat. This will be his first time going back to Fenway since the trade. Um, No interest in the Oakland pitchers. I have a ton of interest in Dylan C's. I mean, Dylan Seas is when on a elite pitcher and he gets one of the worst offenses in baseball. It's just flip a coin on which Dylan Seas you're going to get, you know. So if he can go out in this spot and limit the walks, um, I think he pitches really, really well and strikes out six, seven, eight guys, five to seven innings. And I mean, he might be a little underpriced for an Oakland matchup today. Yeah, I mean, if the weather's only going to be 72 instead of 90, he's definitely underpriced for this matchup. It's still a good home run park, and he's still a fly ball pitcher. Um, so, like, there's still home run potential for Oakland, but they, they don't generally hit a ton of home runs. Um, huge ballpark upgrade for them, but they, they definitely strike out a ton. So there's massive upside here for Cease. A little worried he's going to get chalky in this spot. Maybe the game on Thursday night and all the home runs that everyone saw hit keep his ownership down a little bit. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if Cease is pretty popular in the spot. I don't know if I want to take a massive overweight stance on a on a chalky Cease. So I, I will be keep monitoring that ownership number for sure. Uh, Oakland Bats, I mean, if you want a leverage stack, this Oakland team is doing things. That's what I got. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, Zach Geloff, like 5,500. Like, whoa, what are we doing? But he has been just he absolutely crushing breaking, the ball. dude. He just keeps yes. hitting. It's so crazy. Like his his numbers are insane. Um, good for him. I don't know that he's this good. I think he'll eventually come back down to earth, but he's on one right now. Um, I don't think I'm paying fifty five hundred for him against Dylan Cease. I'd probably be looking for some value. Um, guys like uh, Rooker at thirty nine hundred, Brown at, at thirty five hundred, Langoliers hit two home runs on on Thursday night. Cheap catcher thirty one hundred. Certainly don't mind him. Noda back in our lives, big power guy, big walk guy though. More likely, Cease walks him two or three times. Um, I don't. I think you can chase some home runs here. Um, that certainly helps helps you beat some. If you're on if you're on a Cease fade, I think you should be looking for a couple of Oakland home runs. White Sox bats. I hate bullpen games, but um, if we get three innings out of Sean Newcomb, that's at least four walks. Um, <laughs> 
I wish I was kind of, I was kind of joking, um, but I'm not like, I, this is a guy that, like you said, I mean, this was elite skills at one point um, and just never could kind of put the, the walks down. So um, yeah, I mean, looking at his swinging strike rate and stuff in triple a, he's still, he's still missing bats at times, but man, he is walking guys at a huge clip. I have some, a little interest in the White Sox bats, but not a ton. Yeah, kind kind of with you there. Like the, the opener bullpen situation is, makes it difficult to even pick out like one off home run like bats. If we know we're getting Newcomb for three innings, then I want some guys like Andrew Vaughn and Luis Robert. Um, I want Luis Robert either way, probably. But Vaughn against the lefty, thirty three hundred. I would love that. Um, if Neil is going to go out there and go three innings and Vaughn takes two at bats against him, maybe I'm not as interested. Um, like Eloy Jimenez would be another fantastic option. If I knew, uh, Newcomb was going longer, if he was going to be the true ball guy in this game, just the, the dynamics of the, the bullpen situation, make it tough to want to target white Sox. Doesn't look like the weather's going to be as good. So I'm, I'm probably off the white Sox for the most part. All right, we keep it rolling here. Got six games left. The, the Angels and Mets facing off against each other in this one. No total in this one. I got to see if Otani's going to play, right? Um, Anderson and Senga facing off against each other. Um, wishing Otani a fast recovery. Um, hey, been there, done that, man. It sucks. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised they said that he's going to keep hitting. I guess, like, for what it's worth, it does not hurt as much to swing a baseball bat it is not pleasant um by any means but it does not hurt as much to swing a baseball bat as, as it does to throw with this injury the angels are still somewhat like i guess mathematically in it but like at what point do you do you say like hey let's get this guy fixed um yeah i mean like why why is otani trying to hit the rest of it like the angels are going nowhere they put trout on the il now again I just I don't see it. Like you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars here for Shohei Otani. Like if he has to have Tommy John and you know, like yeah, sure he can come back. Like Harper just did it. He had Tommy John and he was back hitting by what middle of May. So it's not like out of the question that he could be back middle of the season if he just shut it down and had the surgery. But he wouldn't be out back on a mound for what fifteen to eighteen months, something like that. So that like that hurts his free agent value. Um I, I don't know why he's still trying to mess with it. I don't know. I mean, this is, I'm pretty sure I remember reading, like, this would be a second Tommy John. Um, it if would. he goes yep. through with it. I mean, the other alternative, though, like, hear me out. I, I know we have a big slate, but don't get it fixed and just hit for the rest of your career and not pitch anymore. I mean, I think that has to be an option he's considering at this point. He's still, as a hitter, worth three hundred million minimum. He, like that's without even thinking. Oh, he might still, as just a hitter, get a really huge contract. Like, yeah, I mean, what what judge just get three fifty something like that? Four hundred. Yeah, I, I don't think it'd be that high, like age difference wise. But and like judge can play the field. Like if you're signing Otani and he has this injury, like first base even is limited. Like it hurts to throw. It's not it's not pleasant to throw a baseball um for what it's worth. So um all right. Sidetracked, back sidetracked. Um we're not playing Tyler Anderson, right? 
Uh, I don't think Tyler Anderson is pitching in this game. He actually came in after Otani left. Oh, okay. Um, so we have no idea. That's yeah. probably why there's no line for this game. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, Patrick Sandoval is who we have listed. Uh, I still don't think and I have interest he is, in Sandoval. He's 7,200. Yeah. Um, just hasn't been a great season for, for Sandoval. The Mets line up pretty well against lefties. Um. Let me make no sure real, like, he's not. Yeah, it, it, it looks like Sandoval for sure. Uh, I don't. I don't. He think pitched I on have... the 19th, so he's he's fully rested. Like it's it's normal rest for Patrick Sandoval. It's not like he's going on three days or anything. Um, but yes, still, like I don't think I'm interested either. If it was like one of those things where, like, hey, it's a re- replacement pitcher, and it's like, hey, this guy's like 4K, sure, take a shot maybe, but he's his normal price. Um, Singa at 96. No Trout, Otani, Patent. They say he's going to DH and be in the lineup, but could that change? I mean, Trout being back out of the lineup, you take Otani out of the lineup, Singa becomes very, very interesting in that like aspect of things. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I really like this spot for, for Singa. Um, 28% strikeout rate on the season. Obviously, he struggles with the walks. But Trout, we know Trout's out of the lineup. We know Otani is dealing with some sort of elbow issue. Like, who else are you afraid of in this Angels lineup? I know they added some pieces, but they're really more complementary pieces. Um, if if Brandon Drury is the biggest bat I've got to worry about in the lineup, or Randall Grichik, that's a lineup I want to attack. And and Senga has the strikeout upside to get it done. So ninety six hundred for Senga in a great ballpark too. We're in City Field here, so. I'm not scared of this Angels offense at all. I, I love Senga in the spot. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that has some upside. Don't get me wrong. But now we're, you know, looking more and more in this lineup and going, eh, it's, it's not it's not worrying me as much. So um, as far as Angels bats, I mean, CJ Crone back on the aisle too. Like, you know, just another name. But I mean, as far as the Angels bats, Rendon on the aisle, like, I don't know. Like, how do you not just say, hey, Otani? Thank you for your everything you've done for this team. We know you're not re-signing with us. Um, and call it a year. I mean, I guess Otani, as like a player, yeah. is trying to win the MVP, and I'm sure he has like some contracts incentives to win the MVP. That's a good point. So, yeah. you know, he's six home runs away from 50. And he's, right? he's a lock. As long as he hits the rest of the season, he's a lock for the MVP. Yeah, so I guess like in that aspect, he probably plays. So, I mean, Otani at 6,700 is... I mean, you have he's more expensive than some pitchers on the slate. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, I, I'm not. The, the, it price is true. Is, the price is crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone can sit here and like realistically give a valid argument on like why Otani is not the best hitter on the slate outside of price. Price matters. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Mets bats, any interest here? Um, I mean, Pete Alonzo, like I assume that we're getting Sandoval here. And so I'll break it down like that. Alonzo against the lefty is obviously always in play. Not a great park for the stack. Um, Sandoval does have control issues at times. So maybe in play, but on a big slate in city field, I don't think I'm going to get to the Mets a ton. Like Sandoval is also an average pitcher. Um, the Mets have had their struggles this season. So Lindor and Alonzo as one-offs maybe you can pair them together and find somebody cheap um but not a ton of interest in the mets 
Same Z's. San Diego at Milwaukee. Eight total in this game. Slight favorite for the Brewers. 132. We got Woodruff and Darvish facing off against each other. Um, should be a really solid pitcher's duel here. Darvish, uh, any interest here? Um, yeah, 8,500. Like, I know Darvish hasn't quite been the same guy. Like, he is no longer going to strike out 30% of the guys he faces. He's closer to 25% this season. But this Milwaukee offense is, I don't know, they're they're above average, but they're not elite by any means. Um, Darvish at 8,500. We know he's going deep into the game. Um, he was up over 100 pitches again last time after being under 90 for three straight. So nice to see him go out there. I think there's upside for six, seven innings in this spot. 8,500, like it's the price that has me intrigued. I know, I know he's not an elite strikeout pitcher, but they're not asking us to pay 10K for him anymore either. He's on the list. I don't know if he makes it in like a three-entry build. I think if you're playing 20-entry or 150-entry max stuff, he has to make it. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's solid in this spot for sure. Woodruff on the other side of this game, he hasn't shown like the ceiling for 10-4 yet. And like I, Brandon Woodruff is a phenomenal strikeout pitcher. Um, no one can sit here and argue against it. When he's when he's healthy and he's going out there and throwing a hundred pitches, yeah. But just really hasn't shown that ceiling. And he's had spots to do it. I mean, he's faced the Cardinals, he's faced the Pirates, he's faced the White Sox. I'm not necessarily like scared of the Padres lineup. It is a very good lineup, but I'm not scared of it. I'll play pitchers against them. I'm not paying 10-4 for Woodruff, though. He hasn't just he hasn't shown the ceiling. Like he doesn't your lineup doesn't typically get there on a 12-game slate with Woodruff scoring 22 points. Yeah, agree. You need you need 30 from a 10K pitcher on, on a 12-game slate. I think that's probably the threshold you like if you're trying to win a tournament that's like any decent size at all, small field stuff, maybe you can get away with a little less, but any decent size tournament, I think you need 30 for, for 10 K. Um, and I agree with you. Like he Woodruff, when he's fully stretched out and healthy is a guy who, who will go over a hundred pitches pretty regularly, 92 in his last one. So maybe he's finally to that point, but it's the matchup against San Diego in the price tag. Like he's, he's just a little bit overpriced for this spot. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think I'll have any Woodruff. Um, and I'm not playing Padres bats to make it like to be nope. fully transparent. I it's just the price for Woodruff on a on this biggest slate. I just don't think he gets there. So, uh, any interest in the Padres bats? No interest for me either. Uh, Milwaukee bats. I mean, I probably just stay away from the bats in this game in general. I am completely with you. We have two two great starting pitchers when when they're going right here. So. I don't think we need to target offense in this game on a 12-gamer. I will. I'll throw one name out there. Um, shortstop's a position that you look for some upside. Willie Adamas, his price is fair. Um, so, like, this is a guy that has plenty of upside. He's been hitting the ball really well recently, three home runs in the last four games. Like, uh, Willie Adamas' price tag is very intriguing um, in this game, just because of the shortstop position more than anything else. All right. Yelich is certainly playable in this spot, too. And I, I don't know why, but I seem to remember that I haven't looked it up or anything. But Yelich, I think, has BVP versus Darvish. They face each other a ton, obviously. Darvish used to be with the Cubs for a while there. Um, I, I feel like Yelich has BVP against Darvish, but I might be mis misremembering there. Somebody fact check me on that. Oh, getting the BVP going. Let's go. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. Christian Yelich, 26 plate appearances, four hits, two home runs, six strikeouts, mm. 182 average. Guess not. 455 no. slugging. Darvish is kind of on it. Darvish is on the right side of your BBV. Maybe that's what you're thinking. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Texas, Texas at Minnesota, eight and a half total in this one. The Twins, a 130 favorite. Dunning and Gray facing off against each other here. Uh, any interest in our boy Dane Dunning against Minnesota? Like, where do the strikeouts come from when they come is the only thing I cannot figure out about Dane Dunning. Dude has double-digit strikeouts in two of his last four starts. <laughs> I don't think I would roster him expecting that, but it is just wild to say that. Um, he's 7,400 against a team that strikes out a ton, so I have interest here for sure. I think he's a, he's a solid above average starting pitcher. Um, Minnesota has some power in the lineup, but they also have a lot of strikeouts. So Dunning, even if he only gets four or five strikeouts, I think he has a chance to pay off 7,400. Uh, the leash has been really solid here recently. He's been over 90 and five straight over a hundred in, in two of those. Um, I'm not scared of this Minnesota offense. So I have, a, I have a lot of interest in Dane Dunning at 7,400. Velocity is up a tick. Um, slider being used more a tick cutter being used a little bit more I mean that's that's all I see I mean velocity up a little bit helps any pitcher but I mean it's not like he throws like 95 he throws like 91 so um, I mean just kind of looking at the matchups like he has a 36% K rate against righties over the last 30 days and you look at those lineups and I mean, there's strikeouts in the giants lineups and there's strikeout in the white Sox lineup, but it's not like there's a ton of right-handed hitters in that lineup. I like Dunning a lot today for what it's worth. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's just, I mean, at this point in the season, anybody that draws a Minnesota start, a Rocky start, like I'm going to, I'm going to be interested. So especially like the uptick in misses lately, like it's misses. He's not like not, yeah, his his swinging strike rate is up ridiculous. Like right now, like yeah, his whiff rate, called strike whiff rates and everything, just way up right now. I don't know what's going on with him, but he's always been someone that has been really solid against righties, and um, I think that he's going to get a pretty good right-handed lineup here. He'll have a few lefties in there for sure, but yeah, I mean, I like Dunning today. Uh, Gray on the other side of this game. Sunny Gray is solid, man. Um, Texas, good lineup. 9K seems like a fair price tag. Um, I'm going to say the same thing I said about Pablo Lopez yesterday. You're not generating swinging strikes against the Texas Rangers. You're going to struggle. Uh, they're going to put the ball in play against you. They're patient. They walk. It's it's one of those things where I could see playing him, but I probably won't play him today. I, I have zero interest in Sonny Gray today. I I know he has a fantastic strikeout rate on the season. Um, it's just this Texas lineup. It's it's brutal to get through, and I don't want to pay 9K for a pitcher against this lineup. Um, Gray's only at 25%, 24.7% strikeouts on the season, not as high as I thought it was. Um, 9K is too much for this spot. Yeah, um, and like I'm not, I probably don't play Texas bats here. Ton of respect for Sonny Gray. He's a guy that can generate ground balls. He barely ever gives up fly balls. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, this is just one of those like happy medium spots where I think it. I hope it's like a three-one game, four-one um, game, like type of game. I don't, I don't have interest in bats in this game as a whole. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, Graves is definitely an above-average pitcher. Um, he can struggle with the control at times, but I don't think he gets absolutely beat up here. Maybe Texas gets him for three runs or something over six innings, and like it, it's enough to limit Gray from being a tournament worthy pitcher. Um, but Texas, the Texas offense doesn't get there either. Uh, maybe they like they add a couple of runs off the bullpen and end with five runs. That's not going to get it done on a 12 game slate. So no interest in Texas bats for me. Um, Minnesota on the other side, like Dunning has been fantastic. So I, I don't think I have a ton of interest there either. Um, you can cer- certainly target some lefties. Max Kepler's 3,700. If I was looking for a one-off, I think that's my, my first look. Um, I don't, it just not, not much to be excited about on Minnesota outside of that Joey Gallo with big power, of course, but I don't think I'm stacking Minnesota at all against Dunning. Cincinnati at Arizona, nine and a half total. The Diamondbacks, a one sixty-five favorite. We have Kennedy and Fiat facing off against each other. Uh, Many interests in Brett Kennedy. No interest in Brett Kennedy. Yeah. Same. Um, Fiat on the other side of this game, I mean, he's cheap. It's really, really cheap. Um, does the price intrigue you at all in this matchup against the Reds? It does. Um, he's been yeah. better here recently. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's maybe starting to figure some things out. Was a very solid prospect coming into the season, and it has not been a, a an easy season for him. He has been hit around quite a lot, giving up a ton of hard contact. But starting to figure it out, two really good outings against San Diego, actually. Um, seven innings of scoreless baseball with five strikeouts against San Diego. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. That's a nice performance. This Cincinnati offense has been struggling a lot lately, and there's a ton of strikeouts in the Cincinnati lineup now. Um, we're, we're seeing Merrill Kelly rip them apart right here on Thursday night. Kelly's not a huge strikeout guy, and I think he's up to nine strikeouts, somebody just said. Um, like, Fott has – a good pitch arsenal. He can be a strikeout pitcher. I know he's only 20% on the season, but he was way above that in the minors. Um, 5,600. He's fully stretched out. Um, like he's not going to have a huge lease, but he did get to 107 pitches last time out against San Diego. Maybe they pull the reins back on that a little bit because they extended him. But even if it's only 90 pitches, I'm still interested at 5,600. I'm interested too. I mean, I think people overlook the fact that like this guy was a top 20 prospect in baseball um, coming into the year, like big prospect. So, and like he's, he's shown at the minor league level that he has strikeout upside and he just, I mean, like you said, he's starting to click. I like it. I I do. He's cheap. Reds are struggling a little bit. Um, I think if you're playing the Reds, as far as like the bats go here, you're probably stacking. You're hoping that he has an off game. And the Reds kind of get hot here. But, I mean, Joey Votto on the I.L. now and Jake Fraley still on the I.L. Like, I mean, we're starting to lose some of these left-handed bats to help this lineup kind of even out. And, I mean, Joey Votto going down kind of stinks. Um, you know, he's, he's put together some um, production. Like, he's not a huge, like, average guy anymore because he doesn't choke up. He hits home runs. What up? um yeah i think if you're playing cincinnati you're just kind of stacking them in this spot yeah i i have interest in stacking them too Uh, like fots had his blow up games i don't love the pricing like ellie's 
up at 6K, McLean at 5,700, Steer at 5K. Like the, that's that's Dodgers type pricing, and Dodgers are in Fenway Park. So if I'm like choosing between those two, it's it's a pretty easy decision. But I I do want some exposure to Cincinnati. Um, guys like Will Benson can help make it work. 3,500. I like that price tag for for Benson. Um, Noel V Marte is a guy they've just called up. I'm who knows if he'll be in the the lineup or not, but he's a pretty pretty solid prospect. There's there's ways to fit in the Ellie De La Cruz and, and Matt McLean types. Arizona, I listen, they are burning me hard on Thursday night. Same, but, same, same. Honestly, I played Heaney, it doesn't matter. Um I'm going back to the well. I want to go back to the well here. Kennedy is not a great pitcher. Um, I think this is a fantastic spot for Arizona today. And I mean, you have to play daily fantasy. You can't play, oh, this team went over a hundred yesterday. Um, I love Arizona in this spot. Yeah, I do as well. Um, I, I don't think Brett Kennedy's a major league quality pitcher. His strikeout rate is 12% on the season. Um, he's probably a little bit better than a 12% strikeout rate, but not much. And Arizona doesn't strike out. So that means there's going to be a ton of balls in play here. Um, Corbin Carroll is one of my absolute favorite hitters on the entire slate. Um, Marte and Walker are priced up. I prefer them against lefties, but still very much in play. Lourdes Gurriel is a guy who's just crushed right-handed pitching. He's had reverse splits this year and throughout his career. So Gurriel, a, a name I really like. Um, let's see here. Who else am I looking at? Um yeah, I mean, like it's Carroll and Gurriel are my two favorites. I'll, I'll certainly won't kick Marte or Walker out if I can fit them in. Alec Thomas, probably another cheapie that I that I really like in this spot. But love this Arizona stack. Not afraid of Kennedy whatsoever. Kansas City at Seattle. Singer and Miller facing off against each other. Eight total. Uh, Mariners a two hundred favorite here. Any interest in Brady Singer against Seattle? I do. He's 6,900 and the Mariners strike out a bunch. Um, they're second in the majors in strikeout rate at 25.9%. That's a, that's a big number. And Brady Singer started to come around a little bit there with the strikeouts. Um, he struck out eight against this same Seattle team. In fact, two starts ago. So struggled last time against the Cubs a little bit, um, gave up nine hits and just three and two thirds innings. Um, but we just, we talked about it earlier. The Cubs are a pesky offense right now. And I know Seattle has kind of been lighting the world on fire since that Singer start. They've been super hot. But Singer, I think something's starting to click for him, too. I 6,900, a guy who's going to give you 100 pitches, 95 to 105, somewhere in that range. But he's been over 100 a bunch here recently. Three of the last five, he's been over 90 in all five of those. Fully stretched out pitcher for 6,900 against one of the highest strikeout teams in baseball. Sign me up. Too cheap. His upside's too much. He yep. just put up 26 against this team. Like his, He is a guy that can strike out hitters, and Seattle's, when they're not hitting home runs, they're striking out. So, I mean, Seattle's one of the hottest offenses in baseball, so you got to kind of factor that in. But um, I'm definitely going to take some shots here on Singer, maybe one of three. Bryce Miller on the other side of this game, I mean, I like picking on Kansas City. Bryce Miller has shown great ability to throw five, six good innings. He just hasn't shown a ton of strikeout upside. I think we have a lot of ceiling guys in this range and then below him today. I mean, I probably don't play Kansas City bats, but I'm just kind of hoping he doesn't have a ceiling game today. 
yeah, I'm torn on Bryce Miller because I, I love him as a prospect. I think he's eventually going to be a, a huge strikeout. Pitch. I'm talking like a 30% guy eventually. He's not there yet, though. He had two strikeouts his last two starts each. Like, yes, it was Houston and Baltimore, tough, tough matchups. And he did strike out 10 Angels in, in his start before that. So, like, there's potential here. And Kansas City is a great matchup. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. Like, I, I feel like I want some exposure. It just... I don't know if I'm playing enough lineups to get there. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm still on the fence about whether he's in my my 20 entry build or not. But uh, a guy I'm looking at, I, I like the price tag and I like the matchup. I just I don't like the strikeout stuff that we've seen in his recent form. Um, but again, the stuff is there, so maybe I end up on him. As of right now, I think I leave him out. Kansas City bats. Any interest in the Royals here? No interest in the Royals. Like I, Bryce Miller is a, a great prospect. I think he has really good stuff, and he's just still working on putting it all together, um, finding that right mix. But I don't think I want to pick on him either. Seattle bats against Singer. So they have a ton of power, and Singer can be prone to the home run ball. So I, I like I don't. You could talk me into a Seattle stack. I think I'm more home run hunting here, though. Um, Julio Rodriguez has been dealing with an issue. Um, unfortunate because he was the hottest hitter on the planet before he, um, started missing a couple of games. It's just an illness though. So if he's back in there, I assume he's a full go load him up. Um, uh, Eugenio Suarez has is 4,200 guy with big time power. Cal Raleigh, you can certainly play as a catcher against anybody like this matchup for him and how he sets up here. Those are probably the guys just hunting home runs, though. I don't think I'm stacking against Singer. All right. We finished it out. Atlanta's on the West Coast. We got Atlanta at San Francisco to finish us out here today. Uh, seven and a half total. The Braves are 150 favorite. We got Webb and Strider. Spencer Strider, 12-8. Very expensive. Um, one of the strikeout teams that we love to target is the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> um over under 10 and a half strikeouts today for Strider. I mean, I, yeah, I'd have to take the over there. <laughs> I'd have to take the over. Is, like is that, that what the line? No, that's not the line. Usually that, he, comes actually, at, he comes out at nine, nine and, and a half, half almost all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to. I, I do like the over on nine and a half for sure. Pulling it up to see if it's. I bet you that's what it is. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's the best strikeout pitcher in baseball and he has an elite strikeout matchup. So yeah, he's almost 13K, but I don't think 12 to 14 strikeouts are out of the question in this spot. So you need it. It like he has to strike out 11 to pay off the price tag. Um, but he like he just did it against it. He, he had 10 against them last game. So almost positive the line will open at nine and a half, 38 DK points. I don't know. Ownership is going to factor into the decision here, but I I feel like I want to be overweight if I can be. Hold on, I'm seeing Fanduel has this at eight and a half. I don't, I'm trying I'm that right now. I'm trying <laughs> to pull it up to see if it's a real thing or not. Yeah, minus one forty four, eight and a half. Yeah, sign me up for that. <laughs> There you go. Um, I know we're not, we don't talk a ton of bets on this show, but that seems like good value, even at minus 144. Um, yeah, I like that one. He just, 
He just struck out 10 against this team last time they played each other, um, his last start. So eight and a half seems a little low. Um, I know not everybody has betting in their um, state. So I was trying to quickly pull up and see if any of the pick'em sites have it up yet. And let's see, MLB strikeouts, not posted yet. So there you go. Um, I love Strider today. If you can make it work price-wise, um, I think he he crushes, absolutely crushes in this spot. So um, going back to the conversations we had earlier about Irvin, um, Fiat is someone that I, I definitely don't mind. Singer in uh, 6,900, like Dane Dunning. Some of the reasons that we talked about these guys is because I think Strider just absolutely smashes in this spot. Logan Webb, other side of this game. I mean, even in San Francisco, I don't want to play Webb against the Braves. Yeah, I mean, Webb is a fantastic real-life pitcher. Like he, He's not an elite strikeout guy. The Braves do not strike out. The Braves are the best offense in the world. No way we're paying 9200 for Logan Webb. Love the guy. think he's fantastic, but not the spot to play him in DFS. Are we playing bats in this game? Will we really pay these prices for Atlanta in San Francisco? Against Logan Webb? I don't think so. Like, it, it's wild to say it, but I, I don't think I have any interest. Like, Logan Webb is is literally one of the best pitchers in baseball. Like, from a real-life perspective, he keeps the ball on the ground. Um, like, he's, he's an above-average strikeout pitcher. He's not an elite strikeout pitcher, so we don't love him for DFS. But in real life, he he's a true ace. I don't think that we're paying 6K for these. Like, and, and it's a massive ballpark downgrade. Might be the first slate all year that I've just said, man, no interest in Atlanta whatsoever. What do they have to do with these prices to beat you? I mean, that's the thing. They have to, yeah, they can steal bases. Um, I just, I, I mean, it's tough for me. Like you can, like Acuna 6'8". Like, yeah. <laughs> it, I, I mean, and he deserves the price. Like, don't get me wrong. This dude is hitting 330 on the season. He has 58 stolen bases and 28 home runs. I get it. He's averaging 12 DraftKings points a game. I get the price. I'm not saying that he does. Like, makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, I think, like, I, I would fade Atlanta. If you're playing them, I'd stack them. You know, you could build a really good team uh, with two of these, like, mid-tier cheaper pitchers and stack Atlanta. Um, no one's going to be doing it today. I mean, the pricing in this matchup in this game, no one's doing it today. So, um, yeah. Giants bullpen, by the way, good bullpen, good bullpen. So it's not like it's a stack web, get to the bullpen. It's a good bullpen. Um, I have no interest in the Giants bats. I mean, you could chase a home run here with like Jock Peterson or something, but uh, Wilmer Flores has been great righty-righty this year. But yeah, I have no interest in the Giants today. Yeah, none, none for me either. Morning grind game, and then we will get out of here under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Give me Brandon Fott. There's just there's a lot of strikeouts in this Cincinnati lineup. Really liked what I saw his last time out against San Diego. He's fully stretched now. We should be getting 95 plus pitches in this spot. I'll take Fott at 5600. I should have played Kelly. Man, he's crushing. Um, Give me Dane Dunning today against Minnesota. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? I am going to go Sonny Gray. 
Um, just a really tough matchup for him against Texas. Love the way that Texas um, makes pitchers work. Should should be a shorter outing for Gray. He's not an elite strikeout pitcher. It's going to be tough for him to pay off 9K today, I think. I'm going to go to Mitch Keller. We talked about it. The Cubs are very, very good here recently. Um, I'm going to go Mitch Keller plus today. Over 4K to go yard. Who's hitting one over the fence today? Give me Corbin Carroll against Brett Kennedy. Love this matchup for him. I like that one. Um, I'm checking to see. I wrote down somebody, but I never checked his price. Hold on. Yeah, he's 4,500. Give me Ryan Mountcastle to hit a home run today. Love it. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat that you like? Sticking with the Orioles. Let's go Jordan Westberg at 3,500. Um, has a platoon advantage. Love that you can play him at second base. Yeah, um, I have no issues with that whatsoever. I... All right, yeah, he's under 4K. Give me Perdomo for Arizona. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who's getting some runs today? I feel like we're just from our answers, we're both on the same stacks here. Um, there's two that I was deciding between. I'll go Baltimore on this one. Um, just oh, we lost him. Oh, no, be back. Maybe no, oh. can you hear me? Yeah, can I can hear you. Yep, you're okay. good. <laughs> yeah, uh, give me Baltimore against uh, Freeland. Just no strikeouts from Freeland. Ball's going to be in play a ton. Love this spot for Baltimore. I'm going to go a little off the board today um, and say Philadelphia against Miles okay. Mikolas. Um, I'm with you. Like Baltimore a lot, like Arizona a lot. I think the sneaky stack on this slate today is Philadelphia. Um, really like call. this spot. Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we head out for the weekend? I don't have anything else. All right. I have 17 bets posted on the NASCAR premium bets page on Rotor Grinders. And then 17 bets posted on scores and odds for tomorrow night and Saturday night for Xfinity and Cup Series at Daytona. Daytona Racing this weekend. Listen, I am very, very profitable um, at these racetracks. So come hang out with us in NASCAR premium package this weekend. Play the strategy with me, and let's win some money. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back Monday talking more baseball. We'll see you then.